Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Today is going to be an Awesomers Insights episode where we talk about uh, something that's very important to me, and you're going to get a very special opportunity uh, to do something I think that is uh, not a common thing, and I'm going to talk to you more about that here in a minute. Now, this is Awesomers episode number 39, and uh, you know, we, it's surprising to me that we've already cranked out you know, nearly 40 episodes, and this episode 39 is going to talk about something very special. Uh, and But before we dive into that, I wanted to share a couple things with you. First of all, if you haven't been to awesomers.com and you want to know about any show notes and details about this episode, you just go to awesomers.com slash 39. Now, if you just go into the regular awesomers.com website, by the way, you can join our mailing list and you'll get drip fed some free stuff. Uh, we don't uh, oppressively email you or spam you trying to get you to buy a bunch of stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, we don't directly sell anything. Uh, often we'll refer resources to you, you know, whether they're bookkeepers or a software program or things that we use and like. Uh, but we're, we're just not you know, hard sales guys uh, running out and beating you down to buy stuff. Uh, we share what works for us. And that's, that's part of the, part of the, the magic of, of working with uh, the Awesomers community. And, and so this particular episode, we're, we're taking a little bit of a, of a diversion from our normal interviews with uh, either book reviews or the Backtalk Live episodes. Um, and even the, the interviews with uh, entrepreneurs because we've got a very special opportunity. Now, uh, the Empowery uh, Nonprofit Cooperative, so it's, it's called the Empowery E-Commerce Cooperative. If you haven't heard of it, I want to just give you kind of the brief overview and then tell you uh, something very unique that's happening right now. So the Empowery E-Commerce Cooperative is all about members joining together and the members actually own the co-op. Each member... Uh, has one vote, they have one share, and they own the co-op. So every member, side to side, owns one share, and they all have one equal vote. Uh, there is no corporate owner. There is no kind of uh, mothership. It's a member-owned nonprofit cooperative. And a cooperative is an actual business model type. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, there's corporations, and there's C-Corps, and S-Corps, and LLCs. Well, a co-op is a whole other kind of structure. And uh, this particular co-op was set up in Minnesota because Minnesota has some of the best uh, laws about how to set up and, and form and operate, ultimately, a cooperative. If you've ever wanted to talk directly to Amazon, this is a very special episode for you. 
Today, you know, after I give you a little context, we're going to talk about a very unique opportunity to get your message and to, and to share your story with Amazon executives who are really interested in doing the right thing. And I'm going to dive into those details uh, after, again, we set a little bit of context here. So first of all, why does Empower exist? Empowery believes that if entrepreneurs work together, they can leverage buying power. They can leverage the strength of, of lots of members to, to try to gain a better scale of, of purchasing, for example. Uh, if we all buy freight together, if we all buy certain software things or certain services together, we should be able to get a little better deal. And Empowery was set up along the lines of something that, that I believe in, and I call it you have to have three general propositions uh, for a co-op to work. One is you got to have a beat the street price. So a little better deal than the average guy. And most everything at Empowery offers that. There's some things that are, are too rigid on pricing that, that can't uh, change in the marketplace. But most of the time, you're going to have a beat the street price. The second thing is you get this thing that I like to call the perk pack. This is when the, the kind of the velvet rope at the club is opened up and you kind of go to the front of the line or you get extra perks and benefits that, you know, just anybody, any Joe off the street is not going to get. And then, of course, the third thing is the cash back uh, incentives. And the cash back is designed so that the more you use Empowery aligned vendors and service providers and so on and so forth, the more cash back you earn. And, and I've been in cooperatives for a long time, and this is one of the reasons why I'm helping found and fund this cooperative, is that over time, the members actually get paid every year to be members when, they, when it works best. So they, you know, by aligning your purchases and by aligning your services to, to work through the cooperative, you can actually get a big fat check at the end of every year, a cash back check. It's so amazing. And, and it's a really great feeling to have not just this, this big, uh, you know, uh, the, the size of the check obviously varies based on how much you put through the cooperative. But you get this nice cash back, which most often will completely uh, supersede the amount that you have to pay in monthly maintenance. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the, uh, after this. But uh, the, the reality is that is just part of it. The other thing is you get a full-time team that's kind of working for the benefit of the cooperative. There's four or five full-time people, maybe more now, and they're working every day to try to make members' lives better. That's something that is phenomenal. And to, to be able to get you know access to that world-class team and, and be able to work together, build a community that you participate in and you own, that's, again, quite unique. Now, a lot of people say, all right, you know that sounds fine. I don't quite understand how it works, but I'm concerned about the cost. And the cost is very nominal. Uh, essentially, you pay a thousand bucks for onboarding. That helps the the team get a little uh, um, action to to help each person onboard. And you pay a thousand dollars for your share of stock. That gives you your voting share. By the way, if you ever leave the co-op, you get that thousand bucks back. And then you pay two fifty a month in kind of ongoing uh, maintenance fees or or membership fees. Now, the best part again, your cash back should fully nullify that two hundred fifty bucks. You can do more in cash back. Uh, you know, accrue more in cash back to where that 20, that 250 bucks a month is a non uh, impact to you financially. And by the way, once you hit like $12,000 a year of, of uh, cash back or rebates, then you don't even have to pay the 250 a month. So that fee completely goes away once you hit that level. So it's a really easy way to see that, gosh, besides a little bit of, you know, a little something up front to show I'm serious, there's not much in there if you truly use the system. Now, I want to say unequivocally, Empowery members, please use the system. 
you know, make sure that you're going out of your way, that you're contacting the Empowery team to, to use the, the vendors and the providers within the system. You already need these services. You already need some, the, the things that are uh, being offered. Not necessarily every single one, but you already need a lot of them and certainly enough to earn more than the 250 a month, which means you're going to be in a cash flow positive position at the end of the year. So again, you're kind of like being paid to be a member when it all works really well. So it's a very exciting thing. And I'm not going to dive too much more about the co-op. If you want to know more, go to Empowery.com, contact them directly. But the, the opportunity that Empowery's put in front of us is a very special project to, to communicate with Amazon. And you go to Empowery.com slash Dear John. And I want to just share uh, what a special thing this is. And we're going to do a little bit more of this discussion right after this break. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, gang, we're back again, and we're talking about this special project that I feel really, really um, motivated and optimistic about, It's and we call it the Dear John Project. And essentially, this is targeted towards Amazon Marketplace sellers that want to communicate with Amazon and, and kind of share some of your experiences. So let's first of all set the groundwork that Amazon and being able to sell in the marketplace leverage the FBA program. Sometimes you're able to get Amazon lending and there's so many things that Amazon does really, really well. And it's created this really unique opportunity for businesses all around the world to create extraordinary life-changing businesses of all sizes. Anything from, you know, I sell a couple hundred bucks a month to I sell a couple million bucks a month or more, right? So it's, it's a fascinating, beautiful thing. But just like anything that's fast-growing and dynamic, it's got some it's got some wrinkles in the system that need ironed out and you know I, i'm fortunate because i live in seattle and and you know i i'm genuinely i love entrepreneurs and i want to see the very best come out uh for entrepreneurs in, in every possibility including this marketplace so i often talk to amazon and there's really caring people at amazon they 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 want to do they want to make the experience of sellers much more positive and much more um I don't know, delightful, if you will. But we have to recognize a couple things first. And that is, it's extraordinarily complex because they can't just be nice guys and assume we're all nice guys because there's a, just a boatload, you know, tons and tons of criminals every day hacking seller accounts, you know, using fake credit cards, hacking, you know, uh, consumer accounts and having stuff shipped to them, uh, doing return, uh, you know, fraud. And so they're, they're constantly being attacked from all sides by all these criminal elements. And, and so they have a very complex problem. And I, I want everybody to just, you know, take a step back and remember to have some empathy when you're dealing with Amazon. Even when you feel oppressed or even when things are getting you down, they got a tough job to do over there too. So, you know, I, I like to be a fair guy when I look at this stuff. There's certainly things at Amazon that I would advocate for and I'm loud about, the need to fix these sorts of things. But I, I do have a, a, a high level, I would say, of understanding and empathy about the complexity of these things, especially in such a dynamic, fast-moving environment. And so some of the things that, that upset us are when Amazon has to make fast changes and we feel like they're, they're reacting or 
reacting unfairly perhaps to you know media or other um, stimuli in the marketplace. And so those types of surprises can be unwelcome. And so the, the, the premise of the Dear John Project is to give you, as an Amazon Marketplace seller, the opportunity to reach out and, and just send Amazon a quirky and a fun memo that says, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to dump you, Amazon, because there there's certain things I just simply can't take anymore. And so the, the premise here is by, by delivering a... Uh, I don't know, a, a state of the union speech to Amazon, but in a fun and quirky way, it's much more likely to get traction and, and get executives to understand there's humans on the other side of this. If we all just send, you know, hate mail to Amazon and go, hey, you suck, uh, do better, that's not gonna that's not gonna positively affect change, in my humble opinion. So, you know, here's the premise. You know, have you ever wanted to dump Amazon? Have you ever, you know, uh, gotten up in the morning and faced some unwelcome surprise. Maybe your account suspended. Maybe all your revu- reviews were deleted. Uh, you know, has if this kind of stuff bothers you, or you've had a competitor deploy black hat tactics, there, there's probably a chance that you wanted to just wake up and tell Amazon, you know what, you fired, right? To uh, uh, quote an old apprentice uh, apprenticeism, if you will. Now. I, I, I want to be clear that this Dear John letter doesn't mean you actually are breaking up with Amazon, but it's it's a look into the future of what could happen if Amazon doesn't change its ways, right? There are some things that are happening that are just simply not acceptable. I'll give you a quick example. And, and again, I, I want to reiterate, I love entrepreneurs, but I also am absolutely enamored by Amazon. I respect you know, so much of what they've been able to do. So this is not uh, about me trying to, you know, be uh, bad or mean to Amazon or it's, it's not about hate. It's about love, right? We've got to do more together and we do that by communicating. So uh, the situation I was going to share is there are more and more times where Amazon is getting a return from a customer and they're putting that back into sellable inventory, even when we've said, don't put my returns into sellable inventory. And then they ship it out, and then a customer says, they ship me used inventory, and then we get dinged for it, right? We'll get a negative review. We might even get a product suspension. We might even have to send in a um, you know, a, a plan of action, a POA as they're called, kind of – we have to confess, oh, I'm sorry, I – you know. We checked and it turns out a package got through or, you know, something used got through. We're confessing the stuff we didn't even do because that's how the system is kind of set up and in many ways quite broken. Now, I want to reiterate, I'm being fair on both sides. There's, you know, Amazon's got a lot to deal with. But if we can give examples of how this stuff works or in this case doesn't work, and, and humanize it a bit, I think it can have a big impact. So I'm going to read you very briefly, or as quick as it can be done, the, the, the quirky, fun Dear John letter that I wrote to Amazon. And this is, again, this is about being fun and quirky. It doesn't diminish the severity of the situations, but it makes it more palatable to read and understand, in my humble opinion. Okay, I'm going to read you this letter that I've written to Amazon. And uh, it's just an example. It certainly doesn't have to follow this, but I'll, I'll also talk you through the template that we're providing for you uh, or that Empowery has online as well for you. So again, you can go to empowery.com slash dearjohn, and you can see the example letter, the template, and the whole premise explained to you online. So here's the letter. Dear Amazon, it's over. I can't take it anymore. I'm leaving you, and it's been a long time coming. You've ignored me for the last time. I used to love how you helped me grow. 
I appreciated the chance to store all of my junk in your warehouses. That was so sweet. I knew you cared about me because you really helped me grow my business, and I loved that about you. It felt more like a partnership, and that's what I need. I could scale my interests while using your already established infrastructure. That felt like this would turn into a LTR, right? Long-term romance. My heart used to leap when I would grab my phone, open my Seller Central app, and see my sales. I remember the first day I topped $1,000 in sales on Amazon. What a feeling of pure joy. I remember when my customers would send me their feedback about how great my service is, and that made me smile every time I got those messages. Those people love me, and I thought you were really into me. But I'm not giving you the it's uh, I'm not giving you the old it's not you it's me. I want to be 100% clear. It's you. You no longer seem to care about me. I often can't sleep at night wondering if you're going to suspend my product or account and then ignore my calls for help. By the way, your definition of the word support is something that needs help. Probably needs support. An icicle has a better chance of building a condo in hell than I do of getting a support message that actually acknowledges or understands my core needs. With everything happening in our relationship, deleting my reviews, allowing my competition to deploy black hat tactics, I'm simply over it. Here are a couple other things that have been building that show your lack of attention and even care about me. Your prices at FBA are out of control. If costs are rising, fine, but you change too often. Your lack of brand protection is killing my business. You allow too many people to pretend to be me, and during the same time we're fighting about it, I lose sales every day. Nobody seems to care about that part. Do you remember that certain one star that time a certain one-star review suddenly got 500 upvotes and my conversion sank? That was my competition manipulating the machines. Why can't you stop that? It's so obvious to us. Remember when you took my reviews without cause or explanation? Not everyone cheats the system. I agree that you should eliminate the smelly, bad fish from the ecosystem, but you're catching dolphins in your net too often. Here's an idea. Save the dolphins. Today, as I write this, you now seem to simply view me as a walking ATM machine because every time I turn around, you're raising prices for FBA and other marketplace fees. You don't appreciate me. When we started, there was a place for the little guys. That window seems to be closing. You prefer China-based cheap stuff or big known brands. This means that emerging startups have little chance to succeed now. At least that's how it feels at times. By the way, when I complain about the fact that you have too many counterfeiters on your site and on my private brand listings, so you come up with a program called Transparency and you want me to pay for it. Five cents a label? You must be out of your mind. Is, there, is everything there a revenue stream for you? And your solution to hijackers to have me pay 5% protection money to be part of the Amazon Exclusives program? Are you from Sicily? I've often wondered, is there anyone inside your big corporate offices asking what value that is being provided from something that should be inherently included in any marketplace, e.g. brand protection? And obviously, my writing of that was not particularly well. The, the point of that statement is, is there anybody saying we should deliver value at, as part of the marketplace offering? Did you know when you suspend my product for a bogus safety complaint just before Black Friday, despite us having provided all appropriate safety documentation multiple times in the past for the same product for other past bogus complaints, you cost me $200,000 over the weekend until the listing was reinstated?
Did it ever occur to you that the scumbag sellers use us as an offensive tactic to take down their competition during peak periods? Run the reports, you will see a spike in safety and other critical complaints against best-selling items before peak selling periods. I guarantee it. How about the time when a thousand of my best fan letters, e.g. reviews, were randomly deleted because your algorithm clearly got drunk and started throwing random punches? The reviews were organic. Your attention to detail is non-existent. Your, pro- your propensity to pick up false positives is a big turnoff. There are more reasons, but I felt like I should let you down easy. And that's why it's over. It's a shame, but that's life. By the way, don't talk to me if you see me at Jeffrey's wedding because I'm now dating Walmart.com. Jillian. P.S. I'm keeping the jewelry. Now, I, I wrote this letter to, to illustrate a couple points. One, you can have fun with this letter. You can you know, ha- add some levity if you can. And remember that this is not just one long hate memo about you know uh, this or that. This is really designed to help Amazon shine the light on critical problems. You know, I think sales tax is something I probably should have included in this letter, and I did not. Uh, but whatever's important to you, I really think it's important to get that in front of Amazon. I want to just share the template very quickly with you. So I know that not everybody is into copywriting or creative writing or whatever. So we've got a, a template or the Empower These guys uh, have a template uh, uh, to share with you that kind of takes you through the format of a typical Dear John template. If you just send a long list of things that you're mad about, it's just going to get caught up in the noise. If you make something quirky and even artistic, you're going to have a better chance of kind of cutting through and getting the message across. Remember, everybody, it's we're talking about humans dealing with other humans. I know we have machine learning and AI and all this other stuff, but at the end, this, this project, Empowery.com slash Dear John, is about humans Human sellers talking to humans who want at Amazon who want to improve the customer experience. This is a very special opportunity, very special indeed. Now, you don't have to use your real name. Uh, the, this particular page, the empowery.com slash Dear John, actually has a submission. Once you once you have gone through the template, once you've written your letter, you can go in and you can submit your letter through that system, and we'll get those on a weekly basis to Amazon. And again, we have executives reading these already. Uh, and I have to say, not only are they do they care, and this surprises a lot of people. A lot of people think Amazon is full of people who doesn't who don't care about sellers. And listen, it's not completely off base that you would make that uh, assumption or or make that conclusion based on some of the treatment. But I, I would say that the vast vast majority of them do care. Yes, I've talked to some. Uh, people who you know had experience with seller performance, where seller performance is like, hey, you made a lot of money on this, uh, you know, stop being a baby about it. And it's like, it doesn't matter how much money I made. If I'm not in the wrong, in other words, I'm the good guy, then stop oppressing me. It doesn't matter how much money I've made. That that's the symbiotic relationship we have here. Um, so there are some bad apples in the bunch, but I want to say, by and large, there are absolutely people who care. And who want sellers to succeed. And they want to hear all those positive, happy, life-changing stories that are true and legitimate and absolutely genuine uh, about the Amazon marketplace making a difference in people's lives. So the general Dear John concept, right? You, and and I, I want you guys to remember to share your own situation and share your own perspective. Don't just copy the template. That won't help anybody. If you don't want to use your real name, 
um, even as you submit this this um, information, we won't submit your real name. They're only going to get a copy of the document. Uh, in fact, many times we will copy and paste a document to a new document so that there's no even metadata that's saying who the author was, right? And uh, so I, I just don't want you to think that there's any chance that, you know, if you don't want to be um, identified because you're scared, then don't worry about it. But I will tell you, in my honest opinion, there's absolutely no problem. And by the way, I've submitted other Dear John letters to Amazon without fear of repercussions. I just did that one example so it could be public and everybody could see it uh, under the name Jillian. I have a little uh, niece named Jillian. Uh, so when you open the letter, you want to talk about kind of the, the, the you know, you've had it up to here. Uh, the straw that broke the camel's back just occurred. That's kind of like the reason you're writing the letter. But now, for context, you go back to when things were good, right? You think about the good old days. And, you know, maybe, maybe you've got the, the glass of wine out, and you got the candles, and you're like, oh, man, this was so good. You know, Amazon was so totally into me at this point. And I was into Amazon, and it was a dream, you know, dream relationship. And then, of course, there's some sort of transition that happened, right? You had, you had some really good stuff, but then the, the bad stuff started to kind of, supersede the, the good stuff, at least in terms of volume. And then you kind of, you know, talk about it in the transition way of how you feel about the things that are happening, you know, because really, you know, everyone can say business is business, but this is a very emotional situation. You know, we have people that literally can't sleep at night because they don't know if their products will be turned off or suspended or whatever. Uh, I one time had one of my accounts, the entire account suspended for two weeks due to a velocity uh, suspension and they never communicated the entire time except to say we'll be back to you within 24 hours and they never got back to me in 24 hours so I get it I understand and by us sharing these stories in again a creative a quirky and a more fun way I think we can help Amazon shine the light on these important topics and I know I absolutely know they're committed to making things better so once you, once you get into the transition, then you get into your core message. Hey, reason A, reason B, reason C, these are things that, that are uh, concerning to me. And then you add anecdotes and stories related to each one. The, the, the truth is the more we share stories and, and make it personal and show the true impact, right? I, I remember you know uh, talking to a seller and they're like, hey, I got in a big fight with my wife after I, you know, I just been on the phone with Amazon for two hours, I was very frustrated. Then they got in a fight with their wife because they were just so wound up. The wife really didn't do anything wrong. That seller was just so wound up and so angry that, you know, their family got the raw end of it. And that's the real human toll that happens on these things. Now, let's be honest. This is not unique to Amazon. You get a speeding ticket on the way home. You can take it out on your loved ones. But I, my point is I don't think Amazon wants to be the stimuli that pushes people into the negative space. Amazon really, you know, they they have a, a philosophy called seller love. They have a, you know, they want to be obsessed about their customers and they, they want to convince us that they really do think of sellers as customers. And, you know, for all the things that are going on with, you know, reviews disappearing and, you know, that has killed, it really has killed one of my brands. I'm not going to lie to you. I bought this brand about a year ago and... Every single review on the, the product or two that it has is completely gone, and the conversion is dead, and the BSR is dead, and I don't even know now if I'm going to carry on with that business. I may just close it. So there are real things happening, 
But I'm not going to cry and, and moan about that individually. I'm going to just say, how can I make a difference? And writing a Dear John letter, I believe you can make a difference. So with each of the, the, the themes areas, each of the areas in, in the, the template, we kind of talk you through, you know, here's the logic behind it, and then we give you an example. And the example is uh, largely taken from the, the letter I just read to you. So, um, and then of course at the end you want to sign off and, but you know, I think it's fun to, to remember that, you know, that let's have a little, uh, put in a joke or two in there if you, if you have one, it's okay, right? I, anytime you're arguing with somebody, if you can just have a little joke here or there, it just kind of lightens the mood and, and lets everybody know that, you know, maybe there is hope at the end of the day. So I want to reiterate what a powerful, powerful program this is and what a unique opportunity this is. I've never seen a time where, where you know, on a on a systemic basis that you can put in very clear communication to Amazon, and that there are people on the other side at Amazon who are wanting this feedback, and they will take this feedback, and they will they will kind of make it part of their culture. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about how I think that's going to uh, happen happen in real life at Amazon right after this message. Empowering, the name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do. Because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, we're back, everybody. And, you know, I, I love this initiative. Uh, again, go to Empowery.com slash Dear John if you want to participate. And please share this. You know, get out there and share it with people. Uh, if they're a marketplace seller... It, it doesn't mean that you today are going to break up with Amazon, but it gives Amazon a picture of the future. And everybody likes to think of Amazon as the only game in town, right? In fact, there's probably some level of um, perception, at least, that Amazon's arrogant. They're like, hey, we're over 50% of sales. You need us more than we need you. And today, that's probably true. But I'll tell you what, there was a time when you know uh, Palm Pilot was the king of the hill, and they couldn't imagine anybody dethroning them, nor could the rest of the world. And along came BlackBerry, and Palm was gonzo, right? They were out. And BlackBerry rode around like they were now the king of the hill. And where is BlackBerry now, right? They're kind of an afterthought in the security world. Very few people have a BlackBerry uh, at this stage, uh, as far as I know. And Apple, you know, kind of came in and cleaned their, their clock. And, of course, even Apple's under uh, stress from Android, although the profit Android generates is not nearly what Apple does. The point is things do change. People are dethroned. And the, the smart people at Amazon know that if they get arrogant and they don't take care of their customers, they could be picked off by somebody else in the future. Maybe it's somebody like the big guys we already know. Maybe it's the Walmarts of the world. Maybe it's an emerging company like Rakuten.com. You know, or maybe it's somebody new that's never come along, right? We, we don't know yet, but nobody is ever safe. Nobody's ever secure. And if you get complacent, you will be in trouble. And this is the entire philosophy, in my opinion, that Jeff Bezos talks well about, and he has for over 20 years, about day one. So at Amazon, they have this philosophy. Every day is day one. They've been in business for over 20 years, but every day is day one because the the second you're on to day two, that complacency sets in 
and and then you know everything just kind of atrophies and starts breaking apart and that's when the arrogance of the organization takes over and it's a terrible terrible situation so i really respect that philosophy and i think this initiative and the cooperation that these brilliant people at amazon are having by taking these letters in and internalizing them and sharing them within the organization and so i want to i told you before the break i was going to give you a tangible example of how i see this happening you know, Amazon is very good at identifying kind of hero stories. And and I have to say, I've seen some of the hero stories and the posters in some of the buildings at Amazon. And they're some of my friends. Uh, some Catalyst88.com uh, mastermind members have been, you know, kind of uh, featured as wonderful examples of life-changing stories and really great success stories. And that's such an amazing thing. Those are hero stories. But, you know, there's a general feeling that you know, it's not all uh, rainbows and unicorns, right? There, there's, some, there's some wrinkles that I talked about earlier that need ironed out. And by bringing these Dear John letters uh, into, the, into the equations where they can at least stand side by side with the hero stories, I think Amazon and their teams will have a more balanced view of what's really happening out there. Now, I hope you guys can see, number one, that I'm passionate about this. Uh, number two, I hope you can see how special this is that the Empowery Cooperative is, is giving people this chance to communicate. And again, you know, the team there is helping facilitate this. They, they're, you know, they put the forums together. They're going to you know, kind of collate all the stuff, and, and then we'll make sure that we get it over to Amazon. Uh, again, on a semi-regular basis, whether it's weekly or bi-weekly, whatever makes sense for Amazon and whatever makes sense for the volume. But the point is this is an ongoing opportunity to communicate from you directly to people at Amazon who are in a position of um, influence and a position of power to make a difference. And secondly, people who care. So often, I talk to marketplace sellers, and I talk to dozens or hundreds a month uh, on a direct basis and often you know, many more at events. And, and th there's a certain level of cynicism that has crept into the, the selling ecosystem, the marketplace sellers ecosystem where they just assume it's us against them. And, and I, you know, again, there's many things that I'm critical about Amazon about, and I'm quite transparent about. I'm open directly to Amazon about anything and everything. I would never say something to you as an audience that I wouldn't say directly to Amazon or haven't already said, okay? Just, just so that everybody knows I'm 100% transparent, or at least I try to be. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. But my point is, I'm trying to view this in a way that is both beneficial to Amazon and you as a marketplace seller. And, of course, when, when all of you guys win, then I'm a happy guy because entrepreneurs are making a difference, a positive difference in the world. And, again, that's the final note I would leave you with today. You know, as we wrap up this episode number 39, the awesomers.com slash 39 episode, I want to remind you that you know, Empowery is a very unique opportunity for sellers of all types and sizes to band together and to work together as a, you know, for buying power, for knowledge uh, sharing, best practices. You know, uh, I'll give you another quick example of how great co-ops are, and I've used them in my past, and we'll probably talk a little bit more in detail about this in a future episode, but uh, one example of how great a co-op is if you're having a problem with a vendor, you know, often the vendors will try to do the best they can, but at a certain point, they're like, eh, juice ain't worth the squeeze. You know what? We lost one. 
uh, life goes on. But when you're part of the cooperative, they don't look at you as one member. They don't look at you as one customer they might lose. They see that potential impact cascading through all of the other members, right? And that's a powerful image I want you to think about. Instead of you being alone, you're now part of something. And as Evan Hacker, one of the co-founders of uh, Empowery, talks about, you know, as marketplace sellers, as e-commerce people, we're better together. And there are great examples. I, I won't quote their names, but I know one of the newer Empowery members, uh, she was able to save uh, almost as uh, – actually, she told me more than the amount to join Empowery on some of her initial shipping uh, offers with some of the aligned suppliers that we had. So she paid for her membership just like that. We have another uh, member who's already accruing just from one supplier each month enough cash back to pay her entire amount, the, the monthly 250 bucks. So she's already in the money. If she uses any other program, she will be getting a cash back check at the annual um, uh, conference that Empower will have once a year. So I've, I've been a part of co-ops and franchise and kind of businesses of all size. And the team that has been putting Empower together put together multi-billion dollar co-ops and businesses. I, I just can't stress that enough. Uh, Barth Jetto, the president, uh, Ed Carr, Evan Hackle, these guys have collaborated with massive, massive, multi-billion dollar co-ops. And so they know how it's done. And, you know, there's other folks who are uh, lending a hand in terms of the e-commerce uh, piece of the puzzle. There's just so much opportunity. So I'm really excited uh, about it. I love it. I think it's an important thing for the community. And I think for you listening, if you are an e-commerce person and you haven't yet signed up and, and kind of gotten involved with Empower, you're missing a chance to make history. I really do think in 10 years, people will look back and go, you remember that, you know, when nobody knew what Empower was and when nobody knew how it worked? And before Empowery could go to Amazon with a list of, you know, demands and say, you know, we want a, a better price. We want, you know, uh, faster service. We want, you know, uh, premium this or that. You know, I, uh, the dream ultimately is that Empowery can work with large marketplaces as a group to, to negotiate and to, to work together in a more positive and productive way. And this is not a threatening thing. This is just an idea that says, you know, would you rather deal with one guy at a time? Or what if you could deal with a thousand men and women or 10,000 men and women and strike deals that make sense for both parties? Better economics, better efficiencies of scale. It's better for vendors, it's better for marketplaces, and it's better for members. That's the true triple win right there. So again, I love this thing. It's really important to me, and I hope it becomes important to you. Uh, and at a minimum, please go to empowery.com slash dearjohn and participate in this very important project. You know, it's not every day that Amazon gives us a signal that says, we want to hear from you. Please give us this input. Um, and, and this is, uh, again, I just can't tell you uh, how unique and how um, excited that I am that every seller out there has this opportunity to tell your story and to share that with uh, the good people at Amazon. So uh, I thank you guys, as always, for listening. And I hope and I encourage you to pay close attention to this initiative. And we'll be reporting back on it from time to time and uh, keeping everybody appraised. So thank you again for listening. And we'll be right back after this. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals. This is Parsimony ERP. And we get one question over and over. Can you please tell me exactly what Parsimony does? 
Well, we'll try, but this is only a 30 second spot, so we're gonna have to hurry. Connect to your Seller Central account and pull all the new orders. Enter the orders with all customer data. Enter all of the Amazon fees and charges. Store them at the item level. Generate profit and loss reports at the SKU level. Automatically generate income statements. Handle multiple companies. Handle multiple brands. Handle multiple currencies. Facilitate budgets and forecasts. Store all customer interactions in a sophisticated CRM system. Manage your supply chain. Budget and task management. Maintain an audit log. Hey, you get it. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers Podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Osmers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.